Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Today we are back with a, another Reddit episode because we haven't done one in a while. So we're jumping back to our Unpopular Opinions Reddit episode. I think that the last Reddit one we did was um, our, what is the other one we do? The oh, Am I the Amy the, Yeah. I think we've done doing a couple of those and kind of left the Unpopular Opinions. So we are back. Um, we kind of pulled up around 10 or so and I might keep going through and like looking at if I can find better ones or not. But... Before we get started, let's kind of just do a quick recap and do our weekly spotlights and all of that. Today when we're recording this is Wednesday, like the day before this goes up, and it's been quite the interesting past four days. So after we got home from being at the lake, we were told that we had been in contact with someone that who who had also been in contact with someone that tested positive. So, so it was like a two-person link. The person that we were with hadn't tested positive, but they had been with someone who had tested positive. So the person we were with had to get tested, and Which in took, the meantime... Like, because we found out on Friday, and so we decided, okay, let's, like, quarantine in our dad's basement, and we, like, let everyone know, like, we let our dad know, and I guess, like, who we were already already with, like, knew, but um, then it took, like, they couldn't get tested until Monday, so it was, like, we already had to wait a couple of days before they could even get tested just because they had to, like, schedule it in advance, and then it took, like, another... It took, honestly, like, only, like, just over a day to get the results back. So, like, that wasn't bad. But, yeah, we were just, like, being careful and, like, being safe because that's what you're supposed to do in this situation. Like, it might just be a part of how we go about our lives until we end up getting a vaccine. Like, everyone let their people know that needed to know. And then you can kind of quarantine and make sure you're not spreading it any further. And luckily, they tested negative And also, the person that tested positive apparently also, like, they got a false positive because they still didn't feel sick and they decided to test themselves again. And when I found out that they were testing themselves again to even see if they had it, I was looking stuff up to see how likely it was to have a false positive. And the test literally looks for the DNA. So I've read that it was like very, very unlikely. So I don't know how they ended up getting a false positive, but that is what I was told. So everyone's good. We did what we were supposed to. And if you find yourself in the same situation, take it seriously. Um, yeah, but we're all good now. And I mean, it wasn't like the worst being in the basement for four days. I think our dad was like, he kept being like, are you guys good? Have you been like, because he goes to work during the day. So he was like encouraging us to go like on a walk or something um, whenever he was gone. And we did that one time, but it was really hot that day. Mm -hmm. So I think I was like deterred from like, I was like, I don't really need to go outside right now. Um, and like we could go upstairs to get things if we had our masks on. That was kind of the deal that we made with our dad. But being upstairs, like, in my mask was not, like, always the most comfortable. And I, would just, I was just, like, sitting somewhere. So I'd be like, okay, I could just sit somewhere in the basement. But his basement is, like, there's a lot of things. You know, we have our um, home gym down there so we could work out still. We have a bathroom downstairs, a futon, TV, um, a fridge. He has, like, this mini bar so we could, like, eat our meals, like, actually at a table. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, but certainly nice to get the news that we could come back upstairs today. Yeah, it was good for sure because we also had to, just to be sure, like, we had to not record with Maggie. And so we, like, missed posting a video. But, you know, it's just it's a little thing that we had to sacrifice in order to just, like, be on track with everything. So that being said, my weekly spotlight is that I'm out of the basement and that I can that continue my life as normal. It definitely, like, it was fine being in the basement because, like, again... We're not doing that much anyways. Like, really, otherwise, like, if I hadn't been in the basement, I probably would have just been upstairs doing, like, mostly the same stuff. Um, we would have been able to record, but 
that's like really the only difference I could have maybe like gone and like got gotten more food or something if I wanted but yeah just like nothing major so I didn't really miss out on too much but yeah it is definitely nice to be able to expand my space um and I'm excited to like have my own room again <laughs> yeah all right do you want to start with yours first or do you want me to start uh you can start let's see what is my first one okay this on. one so if you are new to the podcast and you don't know what we do for this episode we basically go on reddit read unpopular opinions and then we give our opinion on whether or not we agree with it and an unpopular opinion is just like an opinion someone that has, whoa an opinion someone has that they think is not popular and so they're like here is my reasoning for why this should be popular so we basically just read them read what they have as a little explanation and then we kind of talk about whether we agree or disagree with what they're saying also if you're new to the podcast maybe consider subscribing rating our podcast we also have merch available um, all that stuff recommend us to a friend we'd really appreciate that okay my first one is going to the cinema is on your own is not weird and just makes sense. So no small talk is required. No finding or booking seats next to your friends or family. Getting snacks just for yourself. No need for sharing because this is my popcorn. Um, if you want to watch the credits at the end for a post-credit scene, go ahead. If you want to leave early, go ahead. No general consensus required. The last film I saw was Knives Out on my own. Loved it. Don't knock it until you try it. I wholeheartedly agree with this. I mean, you and I are big like movie go moviegoers in general, but we go together because like we just we do. But I think it's weird when people think it's weird to go to a movie by yourself because it's you not don't like a really social exactly. Thing. And also, I wholeheartedly agree with like the your own snacks are your own snacks. I hate sharing popcorn with people. Um, just like a big pet peeve of mine because I'm just like, how do we know if we're splitting this equally? I just want to be able to like hold it myself and like this is all mine. Like when me and Sarah go to the movie theater, because this would be like a treat that we would do like during the school year just to like have something to do and like low stress, just enjoy ourselves. And usually, like, you always kind of feel like they need to do something on, like, a Thursday night. Like, that just tends to be, like, a pretty free night because the next, the next day is just Friday. And there's a movie theater that's by our, or that's in our college town that, like, will have these deals on Thursdays where, like, it kind of makes me I upset. It was Tuesday. It's Thursdays. Oh, okay. It kind of makes me upset because you get, if you're a student, you get a free popcorn. But the free popcorn is, like, it's, a like, small. those sample, like, tiny, tiny popcorn things, which... If I'm going to the movie, I'm going to, like, I wanted my medium popcorn and my medium drink. I'm not just going to a movie to try and have, like, the cheapest experience ever. And I'm sure it works great for people that, like, are saving money. just want to save money. But there was one time when we were there, and all they do is, like, ask if you're a student. And so, like, obviously I'm not going to lie. I guess I could. But so I say, like, yeah, I'm a student. And so, like, oh, like, you can get, like, free popcorn. And then it was at that point where it's just, like, weird for me to, like, turn around and be, like, no, like, no, thank you. I don't want this free popcorn. I'll, like, pay for popcorn. So I just, like, took the small popcorn, and, yeah. But now I just, since then, if they ask, we're like, no, we'd rather buy the medium because yeah. that was just, like, a sad experience because I was, like, done with my popcorn, like, mm-hmm. before the movie was even halfway over, and I was like, I need more popcorn. At least with the medium, like, I have a tough time, like, finishing the medium mm-hmm. usually nowadays, which I'd rather honestly do that, like, when it's, like, just, like, the crumbs at the bottom, and I'm, like, I can't really eat much more, because then at least, like, I enjoyed the entire movie with popcorn, and also just, like, the good thing about going to a movie by yourself is that you only need to figure out which movie you want to see, and you have to, like, coordinate with all these people, like, what movie would suit all of your interests. To be honest, like, a movie is really not good for more than, like, two or three people. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't even know if I've gone to a movie with more than... 
I probably, like, more than four people? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's, like, a big premiere or something, I don't think that, like, it's necessary to mm-hmm. go with a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, going to a movie by yourself, I see nothing wrong with it. You, it's a one-person activity, like, you're not doing anything but watching. Um, and you watch movies by yourself anyways, like, at home, so. It's really not Might as well different. make an experience out of it. So we say, make that opinion popular. Yeah. Okay. Next one I have is money buys happiness. Hey guys, I think money buys happiness. I have many reasons to believe money does buy happiness. Firstly, with money comes comfort and freedom. Comfort and freedom give us happiness, and I don't think anyone who is not financially free or lives paycheck to paycheck would disagree with me. I do think once you have made above a certain range of money where you can pay all of your necessities, live comfortably, and vacation from time to time, then it doesn't matter. If you make that much or one billion a year... Oh, okay, so they're saying, like, it doesn't matter between, like, getting to live comfortably versus, like, making a billion a year. Okay. So, basically, one way or another, money does buy happiness. My final example of this is for the Americans. If somebody in your family could not afford their medical care and you had the money to help them get their life-saving surgery or treatment... I guarantee that would provide you with satisfaction and happiness knowing you just saved your family member all because you had the money. Otherwise, they would be drowning in debt. What do you guys think? I feel like this stance on... Because the, the very popular phrase is that money can't buy happiness. And I've always been of the stance kind of where this person's coming from where to a certain extent... It might extent, not, but it certainly helps. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially if you're living in poverty or you have a lot of debt... Like, there are certain things that you can't do or that you can't do comfortably. Like, you're always worried about something else or living paycheck to paycheck. And if you're doing that, I feel like it's hard to... Not that you can't have, like, an enjoyable life still if you're under those circumstances, but it's, like, not having to deal with that. would certainly, like, make your life more comfortable to live. And I also agree with what they said about, like, once you, like, get past that kind of landmark of you can pay off your bills, you don't have any debt, and you can, like, live comfortably, I agree with what they said about, like, making you know, that or billion, like your happiness probably won't change that much between those amounts. But like having your expenses covered where you don't have to worry about money, I think that could significantly, significantly improve your happiness just because you're not worried about all these little things. Yeah. So I believe that some studies said like $75,000 a year salary is what I feel like in some places, like like, in some places in the U.S. isn't 75,000, like not that much like New York, for example. Or is that, like, considered a pretty good amount? The salaries are in each state, but maybe. But I agree with them. Like, it's certainly... I don't think it's, like, the money causing happiness. Like, I don't think... I understand the phrase being, like, money doesn't buy happiness in the sense of, like, material things will not make you happy. But money doesn't just buy you material things. It can solve a lot of your problems. And so I think in that sense, it can help buy happiness by removing those stressors in your life. I agree. All right. This next unpopular opinion is a good bowl of fruit is better than any candy. And I have a hard time with this one, but... I have a hard time with this one, although I will say... I'll read their example and then I'll also like I will, say... Okay, I kind of get it, but you can read it. So, it says, I feel that a good mixture of fruit bowls... Or I feel that a good mixture of fruits in a bowl is better tasting than candy will be any day of the week. As I get older, I have started to dislike candy a lot more and will eat fruit any chance I get. You also don't get... You also don't feel guilty or say anything like I shouldn't have had that to eat. So... I will say, this kind of makes me think of, like, how I view fruit, because I'm someone that says that I like fruit, but then, like, sometimes I think about, like, oh, I have fruit that I can eat, but then I won't feel like eating it, because there's, like, the ideal taste that you, like, think of when you're thinking of fruits, and then sometimes it, like, falls short of that, and then you don't even want it. Pineapple's a good example. Pineapple, yeah, and strawberries are both very good. Like, pineapple's so good. But But it has to be good when it's, like, 
good good like at its prime like it has to be like that doesn't sweet happen all the time. and juicy and sometimes you get like those like dry that just like, happened pale we were at the pineapples lake. we were at the lake and we got like pineapple because i was like let me try and be healthy and get us some fruit to eat and it was like it was just not good pineapple and so i had zero desire to eat it at all mm-hmm. and so then it just we didn't eat it so i'd say candy is like certainly more like consistent consistent across the board but, like, I do think, like, when you get good fruit, yeah, it is really good. Like, I think pineapple and grapes specifically are, like, my favorite fruits yeah. right now. Or, like, I used to love strawberries, but so many times, they're like, strawberries tar- are too tart and they're not sweet enough, which means that you just, like, don't even want to eat the strawberries because I feel like they're, like, worse, than, like, more of the time than they are at their prime. So, it's just annoying because I usually do, like, if it's at its prime, I do like strawberries and I do like pineapple. Grapes are pretty, like... It's hard to mess up a grape. Yeah. Grapes are pretty consistent, but sometimes you get, like, really sweet grapes, and then it's, like, really, really good. Um, I like, I like bananas. Kiwi, I don't like bananas that much. I like bananas. But, again, it has to be, like, at its prime. Or, like, apples are good, but, like, I have to be in the mood for an apple. So, I feel like... Especially because they're, like, just a lot. I agree with this <laughs> sentiment as far as, like, if fruits were always at their prime, then I do think that this could, like, stand a pretty good argument. Especially because I do Or just, know, like, think about an edible arrangement... Yeah. Amazing. Edible arrangements are so good because they, like, have these fruits that are, like, these are the prime fruits. Yeah. And they also, like, mix them with chocolate so they're even better. Um, so good. Like, that over a candy bowl any day of the you week. You said candy bowl, I swear. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it's talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you meant candy bar. No. Um, I and, like, like, sometimes I'm not in the mood for candy yeah, either. Yeah, like, I'm, like, the older I get, the less that I like sweet stuff. Or, like, not that I don't like it, but I'm just, like, less inclined to eat it if I don't feel like having it. Or I don't feel like having chocolate all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I definitely agree with, like, as you get older, you just kind of, like, don't really want candy all the time anymore like you did when you were a kid. All right, so. Wow, that really makes me want an edible arrangement. I know. We got one for, or we didn't get an ed- like edible arrangement, strawberries. But for Mother's Day, we got our grandma and our mom chocolate-covered strawberries. And we were at our grandma's house, like, in their driveway when the person delivered it. Like, doing that little social distancing get-together thing. But our grandma, like, let us each come and, like, have a strawberry, and it was so good. It was so good. All right, so we think... I'm, like, mixed on that one. I think it depends on the mood, depends on the fruit. I think that if fruits were always at their prime, it would stand a chance to be a popular opinion. But since they're not... I mean, I don't think that I would eat just, like, candy in a bowl all day long either, so... Yeah. I don't know. Just comes down to the person, probably. All right, next one I have is you shouldn't hate on people whose favorite song by an artist is the most popular one. And I say, what kind of logic is that? Popular songs are popular for a reason. If it's popular, it's most likely because people prefer it more. I'm sick of people with superiority complexes judging people for stuff like this. Like, shouldn't you be happy that someone is supporting an artist you like? You can enjoy one or two songs from an artist without listening to every single one. It doesn't make you better than someone else for knowing more songs than somebody else. This especially goes out to the people that say, oh, you like, insert band name here, name five songs. Name five songs by them. If you say popular ones, they scoff because they think they're better than you for some reason. Uh, just let people enjoy the music that they enjoy. If you were a true fan of the artist, you'd accept that other people like their songs and not try to challenge them. This reminds me a lot, too, of, like, when people wear band tees and it's, like, again, it's, like, the name five of their songs type thing. Sometimes um, you just think a shirt looks cool. Yeah. I will say, because this is, as someone who enjoys music but is not, like, a music connoisseur, I feel like, like, I... Honestly, just listen to the top 40 usually because I don't spend a lot of my time going and, like, seeking out new music. Like, that's just not me. I don't do that. I go on Spotify. I don't have time to just, like, look through these random 
niche artists that like I want to see if I like their music or not I like to just stick to songs that I know which is usually top 40 because that's usually what I listen to and so coming from someone like that I feel like this just makes sense to me like most popular songs on the radio are popular because everyone likes them those are the songs that I'm going to say I like because everyone likes them and that's what I'm listening to because I'm listening to the top 40 Mm -hmm. so that's just like usually how I end up developing songs that I like and yeah I agree with the person because it's so annoying when people are like name like a song that like no one's heard of by them some people really overdo like their music taste as a personality trait I agree with that like let's just calm down a little bit like we get it you like music on tiktok people will be like I honestly think that my friends are only friends with me because of my music taste and then they'll be like here's my spotify playlist like shut up your music taste is not that good where people are hanging out with you just to listen to your music they would just follow you on spotify but I think it's annoying when people try and like gatekeep an artist because they don't want people to know about them. Like, there's this weird thing that people do when they're fans of someone, but they don't want them to get, like, too popular because then it's not, like, their thing anymore. But if you are listening to an artist, you should want them to, like, grow Mm -hmm. and become more famous. So, yeah. Don't gatekeep music. You're not the keeper of an artist's music. Only the artist is. And they probably just want people to listen to them. Yeah. All right. Here's my next one. Calling people sheep for following government orders to wear masks is as or is akin to calling veterans sheep. You said, you mean akin? Yeah. Oh um, my. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I don't want to read this person's whole thing, but they say a forced army draft where Americans were forced into foreign soil to save foreign lives. That was a sentence that they had. <laughs> they didn't have a choice in the matter, and millions had to give up their right to life for these people are deemed heroes, revered every day. Now that the government needs everyone to save American lives on American soil simply by staying at home or wearing a mask, while you're out, people are calling those who follow the orders sheep. I will say, first of all, the government is not mandating anyone to wear a mask. There are a lot of, like, small businesses and organizations that are mandating people wear masks because... That's their right to do so. That's what they want to do. They want to make sure people are at least trying to be safe. I've seen a ton of people be like, well, masks are not 100% effective, so, like, what's the point? It doesn't have to be 100% effective to be somewhat effective. There is a measurable difference when people collectively decide to wear masks versus not wear masks. Also, just know that masks are not, like, to prevent you from getting the virus. It's to prevent people from spreading the virus. So if you think of someone, like, sneezing or coughing with a mask on, how much of, like, their respiratory respiratory droplets are going to, like, get through the masks versus if they didn't wear a mask? Less. Okay? Less. That's it. Yeah. That's all we're trying to do. I just think that why this whole pandemic has been made so political for absolutely no reason, and all of a sudden it's like, if you... But everything that can be political is going to be political, so... If you choose to wear a mask, like this person is saying, you're seen as, like, falling for the government, or, like, I don't know, honestly. I'm just, like, people see it as, like, a weakness to wear a mask when it's, like, I'm out here protecting you, and... I'm doing that because I'm not selfish, and it's not hard to wear a mask. Yeah, people act like it's literally, like, the worst thing in the world. They're like, it's so stuffy to breathe with this mask on. And most people are, like, you... I'll give more leniency to essential workers that are wearing masks all day long. Go ahead and complain about it. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. But if you're going to the grocery store and you're wearing a mask for 20 to 30 minutes at a time, shut up. Like, it is not that hard to wear a mask for that long. It's not that inconvenient. And I've seen... A few people complain about, like, CO2, like, re- rebreathing in CO2. That is, one, 
I swear some people think that CO2 is equivalent to carbon monoxide. It's not. Carbon monoxide is more dangerous than the CO2 that you breathe out. It's not the same thing. And also, the same people that are complaining about, like, masks being ineffective at, like, trapping air or not, are the same people that are like, well, our CO2, like, we're breathing it back in. If Like, you have to, like, be on one side. If it was not an effective mask, your CO2 would be escaping the mask. So, like, make it make sense. But also, if you're not, like, in the science world, I feel like people should just know this anyways, but your hemoglobin levels, like, that's what carries your oxygen in your blood. They are saturated. Like, people have been arguing that wearing a mask is harmful because you're breathing in the CO2. So that's where, like, that's what Sierra's trying to tackle. And, like, your CO2, or not CO2, your, like, if the PO2, which is, like, partial pressure of oxygen, if it's at, like, 70% of, like, normal... Then you function completely normally. Exactly. Like, your hemoglobin is totally saturated. Your hemoglobin is what carries your oxygen and your blood. So, like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Even That's if you were having, like, that. more CO2 just, like, sticking around by your mouth because, like, your mask is keeping it there, there's still plenty of oxygen getting through and that you're mm-hmm. breathing in. You're 100% fine, I promise. And I know we're probably, like, preaching to the choir here because I think that most of our listeners are pretty smart. But if you have heard someone, like, say that in your it life, just literally just, doesn't make you know, sense. Let them know that they're fine, and they'll be all good. Also, just, like, doctors have been, like, not just doctors. People have been wearing masks for years, and they've never once complained about, like, the CO2 that they're breathing in. So, irrelevant. So, I would say that people are not And also, that doesn't make you sheep. Like, shut up. There's studies that show that masks help, especially when a majority of people wear masks. That helps. Mm -hmm. So, it doesn't make you a sheep to just try and help save the world. Okay, next one I have is, the world, would be, the world would be better without Twitter. I'm so tired of all the drama from Twitter. It's incredible how many people have used it to harass people in masses, to try and ruin people's lives, life and or image. How many times people have sabotaged their own career because something is taken out of context, etc. I know it's a great way for people to connect, especially with celebrities and people they would otherwise never talk to, but I think it's so toxic the world would be better off without it. Hmm. I think I mostly disagree with this which is interesting because it's 89 percent upvoted so i think a lot of people do agree that the world would be better off with twitter well the world would be better off without twitter i also think that the internet is huge if twitter wasn't a thing something else would be like people yeah. love to attack other people online especially if they can hide behind a username so i don't think the problem is just necessarily twitter i think that people want to do that and twitter is like a good place to do that or i feel like here's what i've been doing as social media has been like a lot of negativity especially recently is I like to go to Twitter to, like, kind of get just an overall idea of, like, what is going on in the world. The same. I think that Twitter is, like, a good one-stop shop for a lot of things going on, like, a lot of breaking news. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to the Explore page, and, you know, there are certain things where it's, like, I can read the headline, and I already, like, I already know what things are going to say. And if it's, like, a more negative, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A more negative topic, then maybe I won't click it, just to, like, not drain myself mentally with, like, going through a bunch of tweets that don't really matter but mm-hmm. at least it gives me like looking at the explore page at least gives me a good overview of what's happening and i can either look at stuff more or not what do you think about like tweets being taken out of context because you see people like all the time getting canceled for something they tweeted like years ago one i think that people just need to be careful with their twitters like i know it's impossible to say like you can't go back in the past and change whatever you tweeted but and i also do think that time has progressed where people are like, people know the things that they did in the past were wrong, and they can recognize that, and I don't think we should necessarily cancel people for something they said 10-plus years ago, because I do think that they likely grew beyond what they were 10 years ago. And also, I think that, like, in the context of, like, what the world was, 
you know, when they tweeted that, that's probably something that's yeah. okay. I think it's important to know that these things, like, we're only going back and saying, like, this is a bad thing to tweet because the world has changed and, like, our concept of what you can and can't tweet has changed. So not saying whatever someone tweeted was okay, but in the context of the world now, it's not okay. It might have been fine when they initially tweeted it. You know what or I mean? Or at least, like, less looked down upon. Yeah. But, again, I don't think it's solely Twitter's fault. I just think Twitter right now is, like, Twitter wasn't a thing, you know? It was MySpace and it was Facebook. Like, this thing, this kind of thing happens no matter what platform it's on. And I, even if Twitter, like, broke down today, like, people would find somewhere else to rant about whatever they wanted to rant about. Mm-hmm. So, would the world be better off with, without Twitter? I'd say overall no, because I think Twitter does a lot of good. I think it's good for breaking news. And I think that even if it wasn't a thing, people would go somewhere else. I agree. All right. This one was very popular. It has 65,000 upvotes. Wow. News should be a dry recitation of facts. If it isn't, then it's an opinion intended to stir your emotions into clouding your judgment. It's so hard to find a news outlet that will just present the information without spin, without trying to push you one way or the other. I just want to know what happened so I can decide whether I like it or not. Why is it so hard to find? Quit telling me what to think. See, I like the overall idea of that, but given that the news is created by people, for people, you cannot remove bias from it. And also, like, I've had the idea of, like, well, what if, like, the government just, like, released information, but, like, the government is also biased. Like, they're gonna, you know? Like, if, if I've seen, like, the idea of, like, we should not have, like, any free private press. We should just have, like, government press. And, like, that's what dictatorships do. Like, you can't just have government-run press because they're not going to say anything bad about the government. So... Um, I think it's a, like, sticky situation. Because especially with everything going on right now, people pull facts from one website, and then people just will say, well, look at what this website said about the exact same thing. And I think that the most important thing you can do when, like, this honestly isn't a reality is, like, at least know which way the media that you're getting your information from leans. Because if you at least go into it with knowing their bias, you can kind of read what they're saying and discount the parts that are like that doesn't really matter yeah or can we stop making like stories about things that don't matter like about trump walking down a ramp did you see that like about people saying he looked like he was walking weird yes i didn't ever look into an article about that i just thought people were talking about it like i know they were like questioning his health and stuff but like that doesn't really matter like if he's walking down a ramp slowly (laughs) like whatever your opinion is on him that like does not need to be reported on like let's focus on some more important topics mm-hmm. than that and like same with either side like because cnn is like known to lean left fox news tends to lean right and so it's like usually, it's the same like, thing as like, like tucker carlson main... doing T- tucker carlson whoa i cannot talk tucker carlson is on fox news i don't even know what the context of the story he was doing was but like they literally showed a tiktok of this girl being like i don't know what the trend was but she was like yelling i was like the stupid effing dinosaur like it was this girl being like me yelling at my republican dad at the dinner table and then her dad like, was like it was a joke her dad like it was her but she was like pretending to be her dad and she was like blinking like what is going on and then tucker carlson carlson's like she is harassing her dad for being a republican it's like this is a joke like what are you reporting on right now it's a tiktok so i think that focusing and also i just think that like the horrible thing about the news right now is they love to get into like drama and like stirring things up or especially with no like, matter the what side it is now what like the nascar findings Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, I don't know. Like, you hear, like, the initial report, and it was definitely, like, more, I don't know. I don't want to, like, word this and say, like, in favor of Democrats because it was, like, a real-life example that was, like, oh, look, see, racism is 
racism is still a problem and like now people are attacking him for standing up for Black Lives Matter and then you like end up finding out that that thing has been here the whole entire time like since fall I know that he's not the one that reported it so I think it's kind of one of those situations where in my mind we were doing with the information we were working with the information that we had and I don't think the opinions that we made about it with the information we had were wrong it's just now it's a story of like that didn't happen yeah. I'll admit I didn't look into the NASCAR story that much so I just know very basic information but I'm pretty sure even today I saw like the NASCAR guy saying, like, I saw what I saw, and yeah. it was a noose. So it's hard to kind of make an opinion either way because no one was there. By NASCAR guy, you mean, like, someone that worked in his garage and not I don't know. the racer. I said right? I don't know much about I don't think the, the racer, what's his name, Bubba Wallace, I don't think he was the one that reported it in the first place. And I think that I actually saw something saying he never even, like, saw anything. He just, like, heard reports of it as okay. well. That's what I know. Obviously, I haven't looked into this that much because I'm sitting here saying I haven't looked into it that much. I think that I just hope that people take from this information, not like, oh, look, look, this is like a NASCAR hoax, blah, blah, blah. I hope that people just can, I don't know, I would love to say just like move on from the situation, but I know that conservatives are going to love to like latch onto it and see like, look, this is what the media like lets us do or like people can just make stuff up. But I don't think that that was the intention of the person that reported it. And obviously... Now we have the truth. Like, I don't know. What I don't think are that the blame about. should be placed on like literally the entire left. I think it should be placed on like if it was a false reporting, it should be placed on that one person who, you know, reported something that didn't happen. So, but they also probably didn't even know. Like, they thought it was something worthy of reporting. That's what I think, anyways. I don't think it was some conspiracy to just make stuff up because clearly it was pretty easy for the FBI to figure out that it was not an actual threat. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, what was the so overall? My turn? Oh, this was, like, from the news should be a dry recitation of facts. I think oh. that in a perfect world, that would be ideal, but I also, like, that's just not going to happen. And here's, like, a little, you know, fight for the other side. Let's say someone brings up, like, a side of, you know, something that's straight up facts, and they bring up a side that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise, like, on your own. It's important to have people, like, telling you their Like, how to interpret things. facts, maybe, or a different way to interpret facts. Yeah, like, they don't have to interpret it the same as you, but, like, by hearing someone else's interpretation, you can either, A, understand how, like, what they're coming from, or B, kind of be like, no, I disagree with that wholeheartedly, I'm gonna stick with what I think. So, I would say I would disagree, I think. Next one I have is, I dislike the term social distancing. It should be physical distancing. We're social animals. We need conversation. We need, we need company. We, we, oh my God, we need interaction. Uh, we need to keep six feet apart to be responsible during the pandemic, but that doesn't mean ending socializing. I hereby propose a mass change to this popular turn from social to physical distancing. That's 93% upvotes. I heard pretty early on Dr. Fauci or other CDC officials were kind of saying that they wished that the term that they had used instead was physical distancing instead of social distancing because it kind of made people feel like, oh, we can still be social and, like, hang out together as long as we're still, like, staying apart. Whereas, like, at first especially, it was, like, it wasn't just go hang out with your friends but, like, far away. It was, like, please try and stay home and Mm -hmm. don't go do that. But now we're definitely, like, in a time where it's more, like, trying to find a happy medium um, I don't know. I don't get super hung up on terms. Semantics, that's what I was going to say. I think that as long as you know the scope of what they mean, then the term doesn't really matter itself. I think we all know that it's important. Like, we've had Zoom meetings this entire quarantine. Like, people have not been 
trying to shy away from socializing. I know it's been a little bit more difficult, but I think as long as you're, like, staying informed and updated on, like, what the new quote-unquote rules are for getting together with people. Recommendations. Yeah. Then I don't think that the term really matters that much. That's just, like, my personal opinion. And I've seen people call it both social and physical distancing, and I think people are starting to, like, say that as the same thing. So I personally don't think it makes much of a difference either way. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... I want to spend no energy arguing about the name change. Yeah. Especially, like, they're talking about, like, this massive, like, you know, they propose a mass change. Like, no, no one's going to do that. So... Okay, this next unpopular opinion is, aside from their fries, McDonald's food is disgusting. Disagree. I've tried almost everything on the McDonald's menu, and the only thing I find even somewhat tolerable are their fries. Even then, the quality ranges from excellent hot fries with a soft, fluffy center to lukewarm, soggy trash. Their nuggets taste old, and I consistently get rubbery bits in them that I have to spit out. Their burgers are bland. Their chicken sandwiches have the same problem as their nuggets. They're old-tasting and low-quality meat. You know, what's funny is we just saw a TikTok that I was like, Megan, look at this, because we kind of agree with it. And it was essentially like, it's 2020, stop pretending you don't like McDonald's or something. Like, so many people will, you mentioned McDonald's once, and they're just like, ugh, I hate McDonald's, I can't eat it. And honestly, if you don't like it, that's fine, don't get it. But I personally think McDonald's is like, literally the epitome of fast food. And it's like, objectively good. So I don't understand (laughs) how so many people can be like, ugh, it's horrible, like, tastes like garbage. Or, like, you can say you don't like it because it's not healthy, but to say that the food tastes bad, I'm like, well, how has McDonald's done so well if McDonald's is just horrible? Or, like, also, I think they're not having a problem with, like, the burgers, because, like, or just, like, burgers in general. Like, burgers, I would say, objectively, are good by most people's standards that are not vegetarian. But, like, what makes a McDonald's burger so much different than, like, a normal burger where it tastes disgusting? You know, I think McDonald's burgers are really good. But they have, like, this own, like, They're, like, McDonald's, McDonald's burgers. Like, they're not, like, the, like, high-fashion, like, American burger you get, like, a re- at a restaurant. It's a McDonald's burger. Yeah. Like, it's good in its own way. Mm-hmm. Like, I love McDonald's chicken nuggets. I actually, like, I've kind of been, like, Chick-fil-A used to be, like, my favorite fast food restaurant. But I'm almost kind of, like, transitioning back into, like, just the classic McDonald's is, like, maybe superior. Just because, like, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets are good. But they always have, like, there's, like, more flavored, which is, like... After a couple chicken nuggets, I'm just kind of, like, over it. Whereas, like, McDonald's, I feel like since it's a simpler recipe, I can, like, eat more of it. And also, like, the Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets always have, like, those crispy bits that are, like, attached to the chicken nuggets. You have to, like, don't like eat it, and then you, like, throw that part back in the box. Also, I just think, like, this opinion kind of annoys me because it's, like, we get it. You hate McDonald's like everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, Mm -hmm. it is an unpopular opinion given that McDonald's is, like, so vastly popular but I also feel like a lot of people say yeah. that it's like okay shut up be it you don't like mcdonald's <laughs> you're not like the rest of everyone else yeah you're not like other girls just kidding i don't know if it was a girl or a guy that wrote that but i would say if you don't like mcdonald's that's fine don't eat it but like don't complain about it mm-hmm. if everyone else likes mcdonald's yeah okay next one i have i think is kind of interesting it's bs that it's okay to advertise alcohol it's the drug that causes the most damage in the world, most common drug advertising in the world. It's rubbish. I love drinking. I understand the damage it does to me and society. It shouldn't be acceptable to advertise alcohol anywhere, much like it's not with tobacco. I thought this was interesting. So Is I, it not acceptable I pulled to advertise up, tobacco? Uh, I'm on, like, the Truth Initiative, which is, like, the campaign that inspired people to live tobacco-free. And it's like, what do tobacco tobacco advertising restrictions look like today? So let me go. Their most recent update is from 2009. Um, FDA has the authority to regulate tobacco products included authority or included authority to regulate some of the industry's marketing practices. The act banned the use of vending machines and product sampling except in adult only facilities. 
and it restricted sale of tobacco in retail establishments to face-to-face transactions between retailers and consumers. Um, it also expanded existing limits on tobacco brand sponsorships and tobacco branding of non-tobacco items. Um, it's most most of the actions done at a federal level. Basically, I think that I know that the transition from like advertising nicotine specifically has transitioned from like cigarettes to e-cigarettes. You know, like vaping is still advertised and it still has nicotine. So I think that there's just a lot more restrictions on it. I feel like even beyond just alcohol, like more recently, I've been kind of like, what's the difference between some of the drugs that we as society deem acceptable to have versus those that we deem illegal and not acceptable to have? Like what truly is like, tobacco is clearly harmful. Like it's been proven, yet people still do it. It's still legal versus like other recreational drugs or drugs that are illegal that we just consider illegal because it is. I'm kind of like, it's just hard for me to really think about like, why do we do that? Why do we categorize some things as illegal and some things not? I'm not even saying every drug should be legal. I'm just like, how do we decide as a society what is okay versus what's not okay? Yeah, I mean, technically they're supposed to be like classes, but I don't even know how like those classes work across the board because I'm not even gonna get into the classes because I don't even know which drugs fall into what classes. But I would say that it's probably very likely that drugs that are like within the same class are like not equivalent you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because, like, I think that the one thing that uh, alcoholic beverage companies get away with is they're, like, drink responsibly. But couldn't you say that about any Smoke responsibly. Exactly. Like, we know that smoking is bad for you. It's bad for your health. It's bad for, like, the health of people around you. And maybe, like, that's why there's more restrictions because when you smoke, if you, like, are in a public building or just, like, But you can easily say alcohol affects people around you if you decide to get in a car while you're drunk. Yeah, that's true. So it's, like, I thought this was really interesting because I don't know. It kind of is, like, what is the difference? Yeah. It makes you question why we have double standards for tobacco versus alcohol. So, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, it seems weird to me to say, like, oh, yeah, like, let's not advertise alcohol at all. I just Right, don't you think that would be weird? Yeah. Or, like, isn't it weird that alcohol was, like, literally illegal during Prohibition? Like, but now we're, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a straight-up a straight answer because I do think, like, it would be weird to just be, like, no, you can't advertise alcohol anymore. But, like, it's interesting that... I think that what alcohol has going for it is that if you do drink moderately and not, like, all the time, it, you're going to have, like, minimal health outcomes. Like, you're really probably going to be just fine versus smoking, it's, like... The more like you build do it, it over time, the worse it gets, and you can't really like undo it necessarily. I mean, like to a certain extent, that's true with drinking too. Like it ruins your liver. I'm saying, but I feel like you can't just like. You don't really like smoke moderately. Like I'm saying, you could have like one cigarette here, one cigarette there, and like that's kind of the equivalent of like drinking occasionally. Oh, people but, like, smoke you have cigars to, occasionally, but you have you do that a lot less than like what is considered healthy for drinking moderately. You can drink a couple times a week, and that still is like fine and you can do so responsibly but you can't really do that with smoking if you're smoking like a couple times a week you're a smoker actually you know it's interesting i was just listening to a podcast i think it honestly might have been i don't remember what the podcast was but it's talking about like the criteria for meeting like the standards of binge drinking <clears throat> is actually like relatively low like a lot of americans probably meet that criteria i mean we've learned the criteria for that in classes before so then are we really correct in saying like people don't drink that much you know what I mean? I Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't really have a straight answer for this, but I just thought it was an interesting 
one, it's 90%, it's 91% upvoted, so it looks like a lot of people seem to agree with it, but then a lot of people are like, well, you can advertise McDonald's and, like, other things that are harmful for you, so it's like we get into this sticky situation of, like, how much is personal responsibility versus, like, how much of it is a public health problem. Responsibility. So, I don't really have a straight-up answer, I just thought it was an interesting, unpopular opinion. Okay, here's my next one. Posting photos of your young children on social is absolutely wrong. I see a lot of people showing off their children on social media and finding that absolutely wrong and not moral at all. For someone who grew up with the growth of social media, I remember at the beginning everyone was posting content daily and as time goes on, we tend to post less and less due to privacy matters. At first you do that without their consent, obviously because they're young and do do not understand that, but when they will reach teenage times, they might cringe a lot about this behavior and create mental disorders and disturbances into the family by finding all this posts. I don't think this, I don't know if this person speaks English because this is not making sense. Um, you made about them without their acknowledgments. See, I think this is interesting because I think there's a very distinct difference between like social media family blogger people doing this and just like your basic average like exploitation Joe versus just like posting. posting your kid. Like. I'm sorry, but, like, if I am, like, pregnant and I have a baby, like, I'm going to be, like, here's little so-and-so born, you know, one, two, I'm not even going to say a year because I don't know when I'm going to have a baby. But, like, I don't think it's weird to, like, This person drew, like, extreme, like, from extremes. And I will say, like, I have a huge problem with, like, exploiting your family for money. Like, I think that family vlog channels are not good. Like, kind of problematic. Because you're using, like, the likeness of your children. Like, kids are only watching you because you have kids. They're not watching, like, for the parents, you know? Mm-hmm. They're watching for the kids. The kids are your livelihood. And, like, you might say, like, they're consenting because, like, they know they're on camera. They know, on, like, they're on YouTube. But do they know, like, the extent of them being on YouTube? Like, I've been watching a lot of this. Like, Smokey Glow has a few things. Like, she's a YouTube ch- channel with, like, eight passengers. And, like, she talks about the Ace family. She talks a lot about, like, you can find anyone talking about family YouTubers. I think it's really... Not good. The longer you're on YouTube, the more you start to realize what's going to get views, and that starts to become, like, this facade that you put on for the camera, and, like, you might make your kids do it, or you might say, like, it just becomes, like, more of a show, and it's, like, not necessarily, like, straight-up lies for, like, the vlog camera, but it's also, like, not 100% genuine either, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's, like, an uncomfortable situation to be in with your own kids. And also, like, in Smokey Glow's videos, she's, like, in school for social work, so she's talking about how... You know, people are like, well, there's child actors, and, like, the difference is, one, there's child actor unions so that uh, they can make sure child actors are getting compensated and, like, the parents aren't just taking their money. And also, child actors aren't, like, being themselves. Like, they're in a movie, and, like, they're being this character, and so people don't really know the actor themselves, and they're not getting, like, a glimpse in their private life. Whereas, like, family vlog channels, they're, like, shoving the camera in their kid's face, being like, look, like, we're trying to potty train our three-year-old, like, and then they're gonna grow up and be, like, a 15, and they don't want their potty training videos, like, online, you know what I mean? So... It's, like, there's no rules to, like, hold care- to hold parents accountable. Like, I know YouTube's trying to, like, up their guidelines to make sure that kids, like, aren't being exploited online. But it's also just really difficult to do when, like, the parents are, like, well, I'm the parent. Like, I'm letting mm-hmm. my kid be online. So, I would say I disagree with, like, the overall sentiment of that unpopular opinion. Because I don't think, like, Susie posting her three-year-old, like, you know, doing her dance competition is, like, problematic. Because you're not exploiting your child. I think it becomes problematic when you're exploiting your child and getting money. Yeah. Anything to add to that? No. I just feel like they worded their original post poorly because it's like they I'm are curious, mostly. Are there talking. any comments yeah. that are responding to that? Someone said, You think posting pictures of your children when they're younger on social media will cause mental disorders for them in the future? <laughs> just kind of like because <laughs> I think that's, that's a how stretch. they're 
that's how like their overall post came off as yeah um but yeah I think we should mostly, like, in terms of posting children online, again, I think it's only an issue mainly if you're just exploiting a child. I would also say, like, if, you know, maybe if your kid doesn't want you to post something, like, don't post it. Yeah. But I would say in general, like, your kids don't care if, like, you posted out their soccer tournament they had over the weekend. So I don't think that will lead to mental disorders. So. All right. Next one I have. Race is an outdated concept that perpetuates inequality. There's broad scientific consensus that race is an outdated concept that has no exact definable or useful definition. The modern understanding of race is that it's a social construct. There is no biological basis for race. Understanding that race is a cultural issue, framing cultural inequalities as pseudoscientific, physical, or biological traits increases misunderstanding, which furthers inequality. This is problematic both academically, politically, and in general. I will say this argument overall is like pretty broad to me, but I just wanted to like bring up the idea, kind of like framing in my own sense, I guess. Because, obviously, this is a very, like, prevalent topic right now. Everyone's talking about race. And, again, like, Maggie and I did a whole podcast about it if you guys want to listen to that. But I think it's important to, like, keep the conversation going. To me, this comes across as people being like, if race doesn't actually exist, like, why do we keep bringing it up? I don't know if you got, like, a different... I was just going to ask you what do you think they're arguing. Because I agree with the first part that they're talking about. Race is a social construct. Race has no biological basis. I believe what they're trying to say is, like, we're conflating race with culture and saying, like, something that's a cultural cultural issue is now a racial issue, so we should be talking in terms of culture, but I don't agree with I that. I kind of feel like even, even if it's a social construct, race was created anyways, and now, like, we have to deal we with the consequences. Can't just take it back. Like, I took a whole class about this. I know, like, I feel like I bring this up all the time, but basically, like, the whole class was, like, talking about how race, gender, all these things are social constructs that, like, we thought had, like, a biological basis, but don't necessarily. And, like, race, literally humans share, like, 99% of the same DNA. And I was actually going to look this up before, like, going to the podcast, because I think people are like, well, if it's not genetic, like, how do we have different skin tones, like, different, like, you know, how do we look different? You know, what's a race? You know what I mean? And there is no, like, genetic biological basis for the difference of race, but we did create it. And... It has, like, real-life consequences that still exist today. So to, like, say, like, it doesn't exist, so, like, it doesn't matter. It's just not true. Like, we created it, even if it isn't, like, it's a social construct. But its effects are very real, and so we have to, like, deal with that in terms of, like, a racial lens. We can't just say, like, it's not a racial issue, it's, like, a cultural issue. Because culture and race aren't even the same thing, you know? Like, I would say culture is more of, like, an ethnic thing where, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say... And, like, trying to look at the comments, like, some people are like, well, then they need to get rid of dog breeds then because, I don't know. I just was, like, not sure. Then someone's like, no biological basis for race. Are you serious? Have you seen the 100-meter men's finals and recent Olympics? Do you spot some similarities with the athletes? Basically saying, like, all of the athletes that are, like, track athletes are mostly black. And I just want to let you guys know that there is literally no biological, like, basis for race it's been disproven so if you didn't know that now you know you can look into it yourself if you want but since i saw that someone i understand like why it makes sense you would think that like if people look different it's due to genetics but it's probably mostly due to epigenetics which is a whole other thing you can look into if you want but that doesn't change like your underlying dna it just has to do with how your genes are being activated and also just like yeah if you are, I don't know, I won't even get into it, but that's all I had to add. All right. 
Making broad generalizations like all X are trash, then backpedaling when someone says not all makes you look like just as much of an idiot as they do and not only re- and the only reason people do it is to abate an argument. First of all, I agree that yes, there are many cops that are bad and yes, there are too many men that commit violent acts of sexual or sexual assault. It is a problem and it's fantastic that people are having a discussion about it. It is also, or I also understand that people are responding, not all of them slash us, are often using it to railroad a conversation. But making a generalization about how it's all the entire demographic is counterproductive instead of saying all men are trash. How about finding something that actually links all people who are trash, like they like are they abusers, sexual predators, instead of instead you could say abusive people are trash, and your opinion wouldn't be something people will argue with, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I hope no one would argue with that. Um, this is a tricky one because I think that it's like very popular to be like, all men are trash. I think that's the most common one yeah. that I've seen. Um, which, like, everyone, I think, is, like, not all men are trash. (laughs) Like, there is, like, that initial backpedaling. I think, like, regardless, I think that most people even say, like, all men are trash would say, like, not all men are trash. I don't know. I think it's become just, like, a thing. is it acceptable or not? I can't say for sure. I mean, it probably isn't because, like, to be fair, like, you can't conclusively say all men are trash. But I I guess I'm someone that, like, doesn't read, like, too much into, like, the semantics of, like, how people go about their argument like they can say all men are trash and I kind of just like understand like the point behind what they're saying and like don't actually genuinely think all men are trash but maybe like more men think that's offensive than what women perceive it as I don't know I'm like gonna say this and just know that like I do not think all men are trash but there's an account on twitter called called she rates dogs basically just like people send her dms of like gross things that men will say either on dating apps or like in dms and I'm just saying in general, I would say, like, women do not send those types of things nearly as often. And, like, obviously, like, women that do are trash. And the men that send those messages are trash. I'm just, like, I feel like that men are trash logic is, like, the equivalent of, like, that Twitter account, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. And that's not, like, to say, like, I don't think that all men are trash. I just want to make that very clear. But I just think that it's more It's prevalent. examples <laughs> like that that have made the phrase so widely used. Yeah. Even it's though, like, like, we're not seeing examples of, like guys being good you know um i think it's just an example of like wow some men really be out here doing this and that's not okay and like a lot of guys follow that twitter account and they're like yeah that is not good so i just i don't know i would say like sure i agree with the argument but i would say the person who's saying it probably also doesn't think like oh all of this is trash i don't know it's an interesting argument it could go either way but this was 91 percent upvoted so I think that overall, like, how this person worded it was, like, fair. Fair. And done well. And they're saying, like, let's point to, like, actual things that are problematic that you can't argue with. And I think that that's a fair point. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be, like, in theory, it's hard to, like, say, like, yeah, no one's going to say that anymore. All right. Next one I have is anyone sending their kid back to school with headlights should be investigated for neglect. Perhaps this is focused on UK, but I think it applies to other countries. Just a few months ago, headlights mainly spread by transmission. It was irritating but understandable when your kid got it. However, since children won't or shouldn't have been mixing for at least three months now, any child who has had lice must have had them for the whole time without parents either spotting them or sorting out. If this is the case, I think it's fairly likely that other neglect is happening. Uh, Side note, be good if the schools check kids on the first day back. So do you other thing? If kids show up to school on the first day with head lice, they should be... Like, parents should be investigating for neglect because, like, their theory is that since kids shouldn't have been intermixing in the past three months, like, they wouldn't have had contact with someone, like, would have had, had to have gotten it, like, three months ago. 
I guess in theory, not a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's not like I think one the best way to tell how long they've had it would be like yeah, no, how lice old. Sucks. I know. I was gonna get into that because I've had lice far too many times. But like more than like the only way to really know how long you've had lice is how like mature the lice are. I know that's like kind of gross, but like how many nits do you have in your hair versus like actual lice? So it's like I think it needs to be taken like more on that basis. Like if the person shows up and they have like a ton of nits in their hair, then like they haven't had lice for that long. So you can't say it's like fair to investigate them for neglect. So I think. More than anything, it depends on the maturity of the lice. But I just want to talk about this because Megan and I have had lice, and it literally is, like, the worst thing ever. We had it once, both when we were younger, and then I think I've had it twice since then. Like, I had it one time when you didn't get it. I don't even know how I got it the second time, but I was, like, probably, like, 12 or something, I think. And then we got it, like, literally our junior year of high school. I was like, how am I getting this yeah, as a junior right? Like, I felt school. so embarrassed, even though, like, What's annoying about lice is that you did absolutely nothing wrong if you get it. Like, it was just the unfortunate circumstance of you, like, being around someone else that had it. And it doesn't mean you're a disgusting person, even though, like, that's what you feel like because it's so gross. But, like, I was literally, like, I am a senior. I sort of had it when I was a senior or, like, maybe we were juniors. I don't know. But I was, like, how? How is this happening? And it's, like, I had, like, super long hair. And so it was, like, I didn't want to, like, cut it all off. And honestly, most of the lice is, like, in the scalp anyways so it was just like having to deal with like the consequences and then you're like you can't go to school because like it's really contagious like it mostly spreads through like sharing hair products and stuff but you don't want to go to school anyways if you have lice and so just like it's so much work to like get rid of you have to have like those little like you have to be like it's not something you can do on your own so you have to be like sorry mom like that you have to clean out my hair right now but I can't do it yeah so it's just so I just want to take time to talk about you know what's weird is this is like probably not gonna make any sense because I don't have like that good of a memory but you had it one time when I didn't have it and I was in calc like you were gone because you had lice and so you had to like take care of it but we were sitting like in class talking about some like uh what's like the name for when there's like a letters to make you remember something it's not a pseudonym but like that's what I'm thinking of do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. And it was, like, this something about, like, it was lice, and, like, lice stood for something, but I was, like, that's interesting that Megan's gone with lice, and we're talking about lice today. That's all I remember. So I would say, do not automatically assume, as far as, like, the unpopular opinion, don't automatically assume neglect, look for the maturity of the lice beforehand. Because also, like, that's, people have been intermixing in the past three months. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, we'd like to think they haven't, but that would be false. All right, the next unpopular opinion is giving genuine compliments to people doesn't make you weird. People seem to think that if you randomly give compliments out to people, you're weird, especially if they're in a higher position in the hierarchy than you, say, a teacher at school or a boss at work. It's been a while since I started complimenting people on what I genuinely like about them. They have a nice blast, tell them. Do you like their tattoos? Tell them. It will make their day so much better. They can honestly help so much, especially if the person in cause happens to have a bad day. These days I complimented a girl on her backpack and her face lit up. It was so precious. It made me happy. Well, I admit probably the fact that I'm a five foot two female takes away from the possibility of me looking like a creep doing it. I think this is interesting because it's like it addresses like a double standard that I think exists between like a guy giving out compliments versus like she just admitted herself. Like if she gives out a compliment, no one's probably going to perceive it as weird. Where if like if you're a male complimenting on like complimenting a female and it's like on the basis of looks, it's probably not going to be taken well. It's probably going to be seen as you, like, hitting on them. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe you'd say that for, like, if a woman compliments a male, that's just, like, a heteronormative standard. Like, if you compliment someone of the 
opposite sex, then, like, probably people are going to think you're hitting on them, um, which I don't think is inherently bad. Like, if someone said, my hair looked nice, although, like, it doesn't really ever look that great because I don't do anything to it, I'd be like, thank you, I guess. Yeah. I feel like you should, like, know, like, read the room. I love that saying recently. If you know the person well enough and you think that they would, like, perceive it well or you, like, have a pretty good relationship with them, I think that's the basis on, like, knowing who you can compliment, when you should compliment them, what you could say to compliment them. If you, like, the less you know someone, not saying you can't compliment compliment a stranger, I just feel like you're on rocky water where you don't know how they're going yeah, to perceive the compliment. I think it mostly just comes from, like, that person being, like, receiving the compliment and they're like, why did they compliment me? Like, what do they want? Um, which, like, obviously you might not want anything. You might just want to compliment them, but, like, that's probably how they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. I, don't really the, I don't really know if there's much you can, like, do about that, but that is just the world we live in. Yeah. But I would say, like, normalizing compliments should be something we could do. Like, compliments are usually good, I would argue. Just make sure you have, like, a tasteful compliment, you know? Yeah. Like, not, like, a backhanded compliment, not something that could be taken the wrong way. A nice, simple compliment. All right, next one I have is, I wish there were more movies that used regular voice actors slash voice actresses. It seems like nowadays, if you look at any animated movie, the majority of the voice actors are just stars. For example, Into the Spider-Verse has Nicolas Cage, The Rock, and Moana, and so on. I can't really think of any animated movie from today or a few years ago where at least half the cast... uh, Hold on, I'm trying to reread that. I can't really think of any animated movie from today or a few years ago where at least half the cast super famous people. I don't know. Or super means. famous people. Okay, that's probably what they meant. Um, I think all those people are talented and great, but in some ways, I wish it didn't seem like the thought process was who's gonna who's the most famous person we can get. Um, all right, what do you think? I think it's marketing. That's true. I don't know. I feel like. They're going to hire whoever they want, and if they... Also, didn't The Rock produce Moana? Or am I making that up? I don't know. If he did, then I'm like, it's not that weird that he'd be a voice actor in it. I feel like it's just marketing, and it helps them sell movies, so... I do understand, it's like... it's not like it... Like, anyone can be a voice actor, like, probably. Yeah, but I also actor. understand, like, the art of voice acting, like, is kind of dying out. Like, some people have, like, are very talented and can make, can make their voice sound like any sort of character they want. And it's a shame that those people, like, don't get hired. Like, you have, like, this vision of, like, maybe what a character sounds like. And maybe, like, Emma Watson can't do that. But, like, this no-name person can. So I think that it depends mostly on, like, does this character have a voice that, like, needs to be, like, this certain way? Or is it just, like, a character who's talking? You know what I mean? If it's a character who's talking, like, it could be anyone. But if you, like, have this really specific voice you want, then, like, you'd probably want to get a voice actor. And I agree with you. Like, it's probably mostly marketing. If you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson in Moana, then that's going to, like, build up the hype because he's going to be like, I'm in Moana. Like, go see it. It's out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. My next unpopular opinion is, is absolutely no one's responsibility to educate a person that holds a toxic opinion. I say opinion with quotation marks because I don't consider being racist an opinion. It's just hate. That's all it is. Same thing with wearing a mask. You're not a child. Do you really need people to spell it out for you? Did the education system really feel you that bad? If you can find all these conspiracy theories online, then you can most certainly find info on why wearing a mask is a good thing. It's not rocket science, people. I mean, I I get that to a certain extent, but then also, like, you have to realize that they are looking things up that they think are valid, and they're going to end up in, like, their own echo chamber of just confirming their own beliefs, so, like, pointing them in a direction could be helpful, I feel like this reminds me a lot of, like, the Flat Earthers versus Scientists. What channel does this? Jubilee. Jubilee does, like, a series on YouTube where it's, like, two opposite groups. 
coming together, trying to have a conversation. And it was like, they did a Flat Earthers episode versus scientists. I think it's one of like their most, I won't say most videos because I actually don't know. But it was like, it was aggravating as someone who believes the earth is round <laughs> and was siding with the scientists to hear what flat the flat earther or are you had normal? to say. But like, it goes to show you like, there's a question that was literally like, I think the other side is une- uneducated. And then if you agree, you have to like go to the middle. And all the scientists stayed where they were at. They didn't call the other side uneducated. And all of the flat earthers went and sat in the middle calling the scientists uneducated. And I was just like, clearly these people are going to find their opinions wherever they have to go. Like, you can't argue that, like, the truth is out there. They will find it because people will find a way to not find the truth. Yeah. And not I, also, it. someone's, like, so far removed where, like, they're in, like, conspiracy territory. I think it's going to be very hard to, like, take them out of that and say, like, Maybe, like, look at this. Yeah. So, again, I would say, like, sometimes some people, like, aren't worth fighting with because, you know, they're just, like, impossible. Your side, so, I kind of agree with that. Okay. I have two more, but the last one's, like, pretty simple. So, last, or the next one I have is binge-watching a show is socially acceptable, is a socially acceptable way to avoid the misery of your daily life, and binge-drinking and narcotic abuse are not. And basically, their whole point is saying, like, why is one acceptable and the other is not I highly disagree with this. I would argue that binge drinking and using narcotics is more damaging to Literally, you than binge watching, watching a TV show. show. And that's mostly like what the a lot of people are like. Well, the other Not stuff's a little bit worse. Um, yeah, I don't have much. I think to the say. only thing the original post was trying to get at is that like you're in all situations you're like avoiding a like avoiding your life. Yeah, which isn't good in general. But like sometimes one you do have to escape. Like sometimes life can be heavy. And it's nice to be like, I'm going to just turn on Moana and, like, ignore life for an hour and a half or however long the movie is. But to equate binge-watching a show with binge-drinking and narcotic abuse, I don't think that's it either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. This one is most people are or can be very decent people. It just takes the right context. Which I thought was good for everything going on right now. Um so it says, there are awful people in the world. There's no doubt about that. There are systemic issues. There's corruption. But it doesn't have to be that way. Humans are perfectly capable of being decent to each other. But we have so many psychological biases and tendencies that prevent that from being the norm. So I think that it's important that when we're all trying to open up conversation and dialogue, that we realize that when someone is arguing from the other side, getting defensive or getting angry is only going to hurt the conversation and... Like, we need to realize, like, I'm surrounded by people all the time that, like, do not agree with me 100% politically. But at the same time, like, we were just talking with our sister and we were, like, trying to, like, talk about, like, everything that's going on and just, like, hearing what, like, she was listening to what me and Sierra were saying and, like, we were listening to what she was saying. And I came to the conclusion that we actually agreed on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some things that, you know, we could have be given the same information and, like, we would each interpret it differently. Like, that's just going to happen. But overall, like, we were able to find a lot of common ground, and I think that people would be surprised to learn that they could probably do the same with people around them. I think, like, it's been really toxic, in my opinion, for people to, like, be of the mindset, like, if you support this, like, unfollow me. Like, like, they'll just, like, shut people down so fast if they, like, have any sort of different opinion to them. And it's, like, that is not helpful at all. Mm -hmm. I also think just, like, in a, this is, like, an extreme sense, but we watched this documentary on Netflix, and it was called Alt-Right Age, Rage of Age, or Age of Rage, something like that. Basically, like, the documentary followed 
this like alt-right group and then alt-left or uh antifa group and like obviously like you do not agree with like the majority of either side's ideals but like when i'm supposed to interviewing like these people you're like they don't seem crazy and like that's because they're not like they're not crazy people with like these insane ideas that are like you know brainwashing people like they say things that make sense to some people and that's how they pull people in and obviously like their ideas are not good but i think it just goes to show that like you can't just say like oh that's an other person like i can ignore them because they're insane like they don't make any sense when like you could probably have a conversation with them and like these uh documentarians is that what you call them i don't know the people making the documentary like would talk to them just like the normal people like they're mm-hmm. being treated with respect and stuff and i was like that's kind of weird like you or, like, i just that. watched a ted talk that was about it was this black guy giving the ted talk and he was talking about like why i as a black guy attend kkk rallies and i think the ted talk was great so if you want to you can also search it up. i watched one that was like how i left um a white supremacist group it was like not called that but something along those lines and like someone you'd think you would hate He's actually a really nice guy. Like, both of them go, like, went to show me, like, honestly, people are usually just missing interaction from other people or other groups that they don't interact with enough frequently, and that's where this unknown fear, hatred comes from. And I think that one thing that... The only way that they're mended is with dialogue and with reaching out to those people. Like, hate is rooted in ignorance, I think. I think it's, like, the idea that one of them said. I'm not sure which TED Talk it was, but... Um, definitely interesting if you want to go watch either of those. I would highly recommend them because it just goes to show, like, people are so much more than, like, this one idea that they have. Mm-hmm. And you can probably get along with almost anyone. If you, like, come at them with compassion, yeah. you're more likely to, they're more likely to listen to you and, like, hear another side. And that's going to lead to actual change if that's your goal. So, yeah. All right. I have one more. It's lighthearted. <laughs> Me too. Mine's also more lighthearted. All right. Kind of. Nickelback isn't really that bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, they are my first choice when I put on some tunes, but there are plenty of artists out there who deserve the general population's disdain more than Nickelback. They've had some pretty good songs that we've only grown to hate because they were overplayed. Going back and listening to them again, I can see why they became popular in the first place. I agree because our dad has played Nickelback growing up, and I didn't know I ever hated them. Right? Yeah. Like the, look at this photograph. I was like, I listened to that song all the time when I was growing up. Yeah, I feel like... Our dad, not that he's, like, a huge Nickelback stan. I don't think he even knew that Nickelback right? was, like, widely, I won't say hated, but, like, everyone makes fun of them. So, I'm kind of, like, I would grow up and, like, hear those songs every once in a while. I, like, I, like, equated Nickelback as, like, a band that my dad liked, kind Same. of. And then when I started hearing, like, that Nickelback was, like, a joke or people made fun of them, I was kind of like, why? Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, Nicolas Cage. I'm kind of like, Nicolas Cage is, you know, like, I love the National Treasure movies. I love them so much. So it kind of makes my heart hurt when people are like, Nicolas Cage sucks. Yeah. Okay, here's my last one. Professional models shouldn't represent all people, otherwise they're not models. Models should be an ideal or shouldn't exist at all. If fashion models are going to start representing all groups rather than typical model look, then there's no reason to have professional models, which is fine. I don't care at all about models and what they do or what they say, so I have no dog in this race. But the point of a model, any model, is to represent an ideal. It could be a person or a model of a car. Or model home, it's something to aspire to if a person chooses to. So even if you look up, even if you look at a plus size woman or plus size models for women, they're still beautiful. They still have their flawless hair and makeup. So does that now not represent women that are not beautiful or can't afford to get their hair and makeup done? So either models represent an ideal of beauty, or they should no longer exist. And anyone, no matter how they look, can represent the model industry. That's a long one. I mean, I would say like first and foremost, you can't just like get rid of models because people need 
people to show what clothes That's what I was going to say. I was like, models, first and foremost, and, like, a majority of models that are employed and, like, our models, I would guess are doing so for, like, product, like, promotion and marketing and being hired to be models to promote a product. I think nowadays, more than anything, to me, it seems like models have this, like, certain look as opposed to being, like, this ideal standard of beauty. Like, I would say there's a lot of models who, like, aren't necessarily, like, quote-unquote, an ideal form of beauty, if that makes sense, but they just have, like, this unique look about them. I think it's mostly with, like, editorial models, I guess, because, like, in editorial fashion, they want, like, this unique-looking person, whereas I could see, like, in, like, clothing magazines and stuff, they just want, like, normal, pretty people. like, they want people... I think that it's... Some companies have found it to be advantageous for them to draw upon, like, a wider range like of area. people just because it allows the consumer to see themselves with the product, and I think that that helps sell a product, mm-hmm. and a company's only goal is to sell their product, so. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't really have, like, a solution for this because I also think, like, it's, like, not everyone can model. I couldn't model, you know? So it's not solely just based on how attractive someone is objectively. I think it also has to do with, like, literally how well can they model. Like, you can be pretty but not photogenic. You know what I mean? Um, So I think just, like, picking people who can fit, like, you know, a wide – not, like, one person who can fit a wide variety of, like, looks, but getting different people who look differently who can model well would be advantageous because then it shows your products in a good light but also shows the, like, wide variety of people that can use your products – so, that's yeah. kind of where I stand on that. I don't think that modeling could just be, like, X'd. Yeah. So. All right, so that, that was that all was I it. had for unpopular opinions. So, I had two. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. I think we had a good mix of both lighthearted and pretty relevant topics. And that just goes to show how, like, Reddit is, like, staying, you know, on the trends. They're, like, talking about important stuff, which is good. Make sure you guys, again, subscribe to our podcast. Check out our merch if you would like to. Keep the conversation going on our Instagram at according to. We will have a post up so you can comment on anything that we talked about if you would like. Yeah, I think we had like 20 if you went through all of yours, 20 mm-hmm. topics that we talked about. So let us know if you disagreed with our opinion on anything or if you agreed um, or just if you have your own thoughts that you want to share about anything we went over. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.